Welcome to Strong Business, Stronger Marriage, where we are your host, Corey and Jojo Rankin. We have talked to hundreds of entrepreneurs and have found the secret sauce to creating a successful business and a happy marriage. We have found that as you take care of your marriage at home, your profits will grow and increase in the business. We help entrepreneurs take care of their marriage. We help couples that are feel like they're losing their marriage all the way to couples that have an amazing marriage. The entrepreneur journey can be lonely, and we will bring on guests that will give you the knowledge, tools, tips that you need to find peace at home in your marriage. Don't give up on your marriage or your business because you really can have a strong business and a stronger marriage. To schedule a complimentary marriage deep dive, go to rfamilystrong.best and it's the letter R, familystrong.best. Welcome back to Strong Business, Stronger Marriage, you guys. We have a very special guest today. He focuses on the individual, which also, as we all know, strengthens, as you strengthen yourself, you strengthen your family and you strengthen your marriage. So we have David Taylor Klaus here, and he's going to kind of tell us a little bit more about you. I was asked to introduce myself on something yesterday, and they said, start with your greatest accomplishment. There you go. That's a good one. Okay, let me play. Because what I realized is my greatest accomplishment is in the office right next door to me is my wife. And we've yeah. been married for 29 years. I love that. We've known each other since I was 11. So that's for, uh, <laughs> known each other. And what I learned a long time ago is love is the easy part. Yeah. We actually also like each other. <laughs> yeah. And three amazing kids, a daughter-in-law, and all four of them are active parts of our lives on a daily basis. And they like and love each other. So when I look at what my greatest accomplishment is, yes, that. When I look at what I do during the day, like what I do to get paid, yeah, I'm a coach, I'm an author, and I'm a speaker. And my favorite way to describe what I do is that I reintroduce successful entrepreneurs and senior leaders to their families. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, I do that through coaching. So I do one-to-one coaching for the leader or team coaching for the teams they lead. But it's all about getting these folk, these leaders to take that leadership position in their own lives so that they can create profitable businesses and thriving families and live wildly fulfilling lives and not in that order. I like the order wildly prosperous, thriving life with your family. And then everything else can come after that. So, yeah, that's exciting. You mentioned being an author. What is your book about? So my book, my book is called Mindset Mondays with DTK. It's 52 ways to rewire your thinking and transform your life. And I literally took the challenge from my coach to write the book I needed to read. Mm-hmm. It's the thing I needed to know 30 years when I started off as an, started out as an entrepreneur or any of the times that I pivoted or reinvented along the way. I needed this when I was 14 and I first started dealing with depression. I wrote a book that has some easily digestible and immediately actionable learning around mindset and leadership. That So I'll give you the bottom line. There's a cool quote at the beginning that says, we do not see the world as it is. We see the world as we are. And the power that's available in that is the lens that we choose to look at the world through changes the evidence that we collect and how we experience things. So if you change your lens, you change your life. And that means that no matter what's going on in your marriage, in your personal life, at, in the business, you may not be able to control it, but you can control the way you respond to it and the way you experience it. Yeah. So we are completely in control of our lives. 
We just need to decide to take it. I love that because you you can't control how people respond. You can't re- control other people's actions. But one thing that you can control is you can control your attitude. You can control your activity and you can control your emotions and your attention. So regardless of the challenges that we face as an entrepreneur or in our marriage as a parent, as a husband, as a wife, we can't change how other people respond, but we can change our attitude. We can control our action, the steps that we take in response to the triggers and the the trials. We can control our emotions and how we respond, how we feel, how we express those emotions. And so you're right. When we control our attitude, when we control our mindset and we control our actions, there's nothing left that is outside of our control. We can't pick, always pick the consequences and we can't always pick exactly how things will turn out. And we often know that the Lord has a different path than we anticipate or conceive, but we are in control of a lot of things. If we just will get rid of some of the negative and live in a life of abundance, then, then we can start there. And so I really like, what are some of the ways that reasons why an entrepreneur may need to be reintroduced to the family? Like as an entrepreneur, entrepreneurs often go hard in the business, but what are some of the things, what are some warning signs that you would give uh, entrepreneurs to pay attention to, to make sure that they don't need a reintroduction, but they stay introduced, they stay present and keep going on that path. I'll answer both of those questions. Let me start in reverse because the, what are the signs for me? The last straw was that when I turned the doorknob to my office, my stomach turned. That, that was the clue that I was really out of sync and something was wrong. Yeah. But before that, you start noticing things like eating at your desk more than you're eating at home. Yep. You know, the extreme versions, you know, your kid plays a sport, but you have no idea where the field is or what the, when the games are. Yeah. Right. And your spouse hates your job more than you do. I hear that yeah. a lot. And the racing to get home and racing to get back to the office. Oh, the earliest signs are, ooh, that you've got so much going on at work that while you're at home, you're thinking about work and you got yep. so much stuff going on at home that while you're at home, you're thinking about work. So you're never really present ever. And here's the truth. Jamie Lee Curtis used to say that children are like the paparazzi. And they they, are so and they much. hear everything and they repeat it at the worst possible time. Yes. But the important part is if you're not present, oh, they know it. Yeah. And you're teaching them that it's okay to be an absent parent, even while you're sitting in front of them. Yeah. That's not cool. Yeah. So those are the early signs. Uh, Yeah. That's exactly what Jojo and I do. Everything that we do is exactly to combat that. We are foster parents. We have been for uh, the last nine years. We've had 30 children in our home and we've adopted five. We've had a lot of change and transition and, and things in our home. But we've seen so many children that don't have their father present, that don't have their parents. So everything we do is about strengthening families, strengthening marriages, so children have the best opportunity to be raised in a two-parent household. Because it's equally bad for a child to be raised without a father, not because he's not physically there, but because he's not present. And so everything we do is about those strong families because not one of the five children that we have adopted or the other 25 children, very few of those knew their father or had two parents in their home. A lot of them were bounced back and forth between 
relatives and on and off the street and drug use and all these things. And so everything for us in life is about building stronger families so children can live in a two-parent household. Life is so much better when we have structure, when we're loved, and when we don't have some of those challenges that come from dysfunctional or broken homes. And so I love the fact that you talk about your the not being a present father by being so focused on work and missing the games and missing meals because we're so focused on the business on the work, making an extra dollar. And that is exactly what we want you and as an entrepreneur to avoid. We want all entrepreneurs to have a thriving marriage and a thriving business. We want you to have it all. And having it all means having fulfilling quality, deep relationships that are so enjoyable that you can't wait to get home. That's what we want you to have. And so I love the fact that you mentioned those warning signs of thinking all the time on the business and not being present in the home. Yeah, that is. Corey, here's the challenge. Entrepreneurs get caught in a values pinch Mm -hmm. because you got a value about being there for the family and whether it's being present, being the provider, whatever your version of the values are, that's over here about the family and the marriage. And then you've also got those values around providing for them and supporting them and accomplishing things and validation and those things that are tied up around the professional side. So those values are at odds. Mm-hmm. Right. It's hard to honor all of them all the time at a 10 out of 10. In fact, it's impossible because if you're trying to make sure that you're providing for them and for everything that could possibly happen in the future and making sure there's more than enough money, and we'll get back to the money problem in a minute, <laughs> that you've got this unwritten rule that if I work harder and work longer, it'll be better. At the same time, that's antagonistic to your value of being mm-hmm. present. And if you overcalibrate towards being present, then you're not able to, this is about deciding to create that rhythm between work and home, between the business and the family. Find that rhythm in your values. The, and the first step is stop using money as a measure of success. It's not, it's absolutely not. And, and you've already spoken to it several ways here that when we use money to measure our success, we are screwing ourselves up in a big way because we have no intrinsic connection to money. Money's a little silly green and white piece of paper that we all agree in this country has value. It's just an agreed upon fiction. There's no emotional connection to it. There's no spiritual connection to it. It's not a currency of success. So set it aside. What are the three things you say? What is it about having it all? Tell me, you said you define having it all as, because these are some of your currencies. A thriving business, a thriving marriage, that you love and is fulfilling. Right. So that those are some of the currencies in your life. And supporting these other children and building family and healing. Those are all your currencies of success. And when you balance that portfolio, those currencies, that's what success looks like. Now, money is just the fungible asset we use to fund all that stuff. But it's a tool. It's not a currency of success. So when we focus on impact, when we focus on the impact we're having on ourselves, on our family, on our community, on our nation, when we're driven by that impact, that is a fantastic measure of success. That's what I consider a thriving business, a business that is impacting first in the home, in the community, and in your business. Impact is what it's about. We, as an entrepreneur, we solve problems. There's many, many problems in the world. 
and the impact, how we make people feel, how we bring hope. That's what a thriving business is to me. So share with us a little bit about your six step process to a mindset shift where you can really focus on yourself, on impact, on becoming more so we can achieve the things that we've been put on this earth to achieve. Well, here's why this six step thing exists. I'll explain it in just a second. Now your listeners can't see this, but we're on video. You see those books behind me? Yeah. I would like to tell you that I have read every one of those books and the books on the bookshelf. <laughs> right. No. So I haven't gotten to all of them yet. But the challenge is with many of these books, I read it and I remember some of it. And I even put some of it into motion in my world. And then they sit on my shelf. So what I didn't want was for Mindset Mondays with DTK to be another shelfware book, right? That people read and they love it. And then Monday morning comes and the phone starts ringing and emails start coming in and they forget everything. So what I did was using some of the concepts of positive psychology and gamification and learning your brain learns, created with my co-author a six-step framework called Rewire. Right. Rewire is an acronym for reflect, experiment, write, investigate, revise, and expand. And this framework is a structured approach to integrating and reinforcing new ways of thinking, being, and doing. So at the end of each of the 52 chapters, there's six prompts, one for each of these steps to walk you through how to take what you've learned and take it out into your world, experiment with it, then come back and write about it, capture what happened, investigate. Yeah, by the way, it's rewire, not retire, because you don't type it, you write it. There's something different with the way our brain processes information when we have to, as Brene Brown says, from your head to your hand to your heart, from your head to your heart to your hand to the paper, you process differently. So we write, you do some journaling about it, and there's a page in the book for each chapter for you to journal then investigate. You start uncovering what surfaced from the experiment, revise that experiment, and then take it back out into the world. And expand is to apply it to other areas of your life, to take that learning and map it over to something else. Those six steps help you take what you learned and make meaningful, lasting change. And so we have a bunch of book clubs and organizations and companies that are using this, using my book, one chapter each week for a year to book club it so that each of the folks in their leadership team or their group is actually creating some meaningful change this year. Because, you know, last year was a little crazy. (laughs) So everybody's looking to create something new and different this year. Right. What changes did you have to make as a husband, as a father, to take care of your home. We chat before we pushed record on this podcast, we were talking about David mentioned that he'd been married for 29 years. And he told me at the start of this podcast that the first 10, he wasn't as good a husband and father as he needed to be because he was 100% in the business. And he didn't say these words, but that's what I heard. He was hundred percent in the business and nearly hundred percent out of being present for his family. Tell us what were some of those challenges that you experienced and how did you overcome those? Because you also said that once you got things figured out after the first 10 years, the 19 years have been wonderful and you've been much better and more present and better for your family. So what are some of those? I had had to hit bottom first. I ate and I'd like to say it was some brilliant epiphany. And I decided, wow, I'm going to be a good guy. Um, (laughs) No, I had to go through a storm first. I am. So I had these unwritten rules. If I worked harder and I worked longer and I worked faster, I worked more, 
and I'm bloody brilliant. So that combination was unstoppable. And we started an internet company, web development and internet strategy company in, in October of 1995. We were super early. We were teaching people what the internet was so we could then sell them a website. So it was exciting. It was lucrative. I had a blast. And my partner and I were kicking butt. I also was tied up in the other trap that entrepreneurs get caught in is I wasn't leading authentically based on who I am. I was doing what I thought I should do, the, leading the way I thought I should lead and building the company I thought I should build and building the team I thought we should build. And it looked like the good life from the outside, but it was really the should life and it was terrible. And I got so disconnected from everything that was important to me that uh, it was Hurricane Katrina weekend. In fact, we were driving back into Atlanta on the interstate and I'm looking behind us and we could see how black the skies were. Katrina was pounding the shore and I had this little voice in my head and it was obnoxiously poetic. It was, wow, it's a pretty nasty storm behind us. Not as bad as the storm inside. I mean, really? <laughs> it doesn't have to be a Hollywood script slap in the back of the head. What I became aware of is that at that point, the only thing I was sure of was the five best ways to kill myself. I was done. I couldn't see a way out and I couldn't think of a reason for me to stay, find a reason to stay that was for me. Yeah. What, I, what I had learned was that children of a parent who commits suicide, 50 times more likely to kill themselves or to attempt suicide in their lifetime. Yeah. I was like, no way. That can't be my legacy. That's not what I want for these three fabulous human beings, right? I may be in a storm, but that that's the wrong gift. And so for me, the first step was getting clear on why I was staying and seeing my impact and my contribution and my possibility through their eyes, that pure vision that your children have. And that got me doing my work, therapy, coaching, things that I needed to do to get myself back on track and reconnected to who I am. So it was rebuilding the relationship with me first and everything starts here with you. Right inside. So I had to start with that relationship first. And then connecting to my wife, which all I had to do was show up. It was the easiest thing in the world to do, but it required showing up without the walls, without the facade, without any pretend. She just wanted you. Yeah. And she's mm -hmm. known me since I was 11. So she mm -hmm. knows what it looks like when I'm here and when I'm not. Mm -hmm. And one of the deals we made early on was benefit of the doubt. That's the lens to always use because it doesn't matter. You know, we're not responsible for our first thought. We're responsible for our second, but that first one can be triggered by all kinds of head garbage. And so when you hold the lens of benefit of the doubt, I know that she's always looking out for the best for me and always sees the best in me and always wants the best for me and, and I for her. But sometimes that first thought is, oh, hell no. <laughs> Back off, no. And... I got to let that one go and lean back into benefit of the doubt and lean into what I know is true. And that was once I could show up and hold on to that, you know, marriage is the hardest work you'll do every day. But when you do it's it every amazing. day, it's not so hard. I love that. And so I am a huge believer that when you take care of yourself, you can take care of others at a very high level. And so I want to give a warning and then, a reassurance to everyone that hears this today. You matter. Regardless of how challenging life is, you matter. You have a purpose. 
if your relationships that you are experiencing, whether in your home, in your business, or with friends and family, if they're not where they want to be, you matter. Life has a purpose. Life can be challenging and it is for everyone, but you matter. David, as you talked about, you had ideas of what is your purpose of staying here. I want anyone to know or question that what is their purpose? You have a purpose. I don't know what it is, but go find it. You matter. The Lord has put you here on the earth for a reason. You matter. And you need to stay here until the Lord brings you home, but not because of your own doing. You matter. So if you have thoughts of that you don't matter or that you need to end something or you're not good enough, that is garbage and you matter. I want you to know for sure, regardless of who you are and what experiences you are experiencing, you matter. There's people in your life that love and care about you. There's people in your corner. So David, thank you for, for sharing that experience and giving us the opportunity to share that warning sign that as an entrepreneur, if you go into the ways of the world or allow your focus to be on the business only, you are setting yourself up for trouble. You are putting yourself in a dangerous trap. Make sure that your family stays your first priority. Make sure that you're fulfilled in the home with the relationships that you work hard to build. Do more, be more, become more for yourself and for your family. As you start to have the impact in your home, as that is the first thing that you start to develop for having it all your business will start to thrive jojo and i talk about increasing the profits in your business by strengthening your marriage when you show up in the home when you become the best version of yourself for yourself for your family for your friends for your loved ones your impact is amplified your ability to grow in the business is tremendous mindset is a huge factor and a huge thing about this and so i really like to to keep these interviews short and i really like to just have some simple steps for people to take david i'm not going to take much more of your time because i've appreciated the value that you shared about mindset about being focused and being present what is one thing that you would share that is absolutely crucial for all entrepreneurs to juggle the proper mindset of running and growing and being in business and taking care of the family? What is a mindset thing or principle that everyone should be aware of or at least practicing and working to improve on? So I, I don't follow rules well, so I'm going to give you two. <laughs> cool. The first one's a quote, right? And, and by the way, the only difference between leadership and parenting is one audience is usually shorter. So anything that you learn that can be applied to one can be applied to the other. And this one goes for both. Right. And that is that being listened to feels so much like being loved that people can scarcely tell the difference. Stop, pause, be present. Listen to the people in your world. Ask questions, be curious. It will change your relationship with your spouse, your children, and everyone that works with and for you. True. So true. Um, second one is, man, you need to gut check, right? This is the way our brains work. They're there are orders of magnitude more, 100 times more signals coming from your body to your brain than there are from your brain to your body. But we try to figure things out all the time. Trying to figure things out with just your head is like walking into a boxing room with Mike Tyson with one arm behind your back. Not going to end well. So listen to your gut. Call it heart, call it gut, call it source, call it somatic intelligence. I don't care what you call it. 
gut check things. Notice what's going on in your body when you're trying to come up with an answer to something. If it feels wrong in your body, there's something to pay attention to. Entrepreneurs do so much on quick start and quick action. It's important for gut check because you don't take time for data. So use the data you have. That will change the quality of your decision-making more than anything else you can do right now. Love it, love it, love it. So I want to go back and tell myself that when I was 25. <laughs> right. That's the thing about becoming. Whatever our experiences are, whatever our failures, whatever our shortcomings are, if we do the best with the circumstances that we have and the information we have, and then we learn and we grow and we stumble, we gain more knowledge, more experience, a better way to do things, mm. we haven't failed. We've just progressed. We've become more. So that is my challenge for each of you to hear this today. Become more. Evaluate your current situation. Are you in alignment with your values, with your goals, in your home, and in your business? And are they working together? Are your values in the home pushing your business forward? Is the increase in profit in your business allowing you to use money as a tool to better provide for your family, for your community, for your loved ones? Answer that question. Is your values in the home and in the business in alignment that they are working together for the same desired outcome to have it all, a thriving marriage and a thriving business? And when I say have it all, a thriving marriage and a thriving business, that's impact. Impact is lasting. When we have an impact, whether when our time has come, and we leave our legacy for our children, people will remember the impact that you had. People will remember the quality of relationships that you had. People will remember how you served others. People will not remember how many hours you worked. Well, they will because they'll know and wish my father was present. That's what they remember. They remember if you're not present, they remember that you chased money. They don't remember how much money's in the bank account or how many hours you worked. And so, David, I really appreciate your time. I've enjoyed the mindset and the, the confirmation that it is easy to get out of alignment. It is easy to go all in in the business and allow your family to be second place. But I'm here to warn you, life is much better you will be a better entrepreneur. Your business will be much healthier. The impact you have will be much greater if you keep your family as a top priority. You serve, you love, and you have peace at home. That will be a much more enriching and fulfilling <laughs> life. David, how can people find your book? Oh, so best way to find the book and information about the Rewire Framework, too, is to come to MindsetMondaysWithDTK.com. And on that page, you can actually download the Rewire Framework. Yeah, of course, I would love people to grab the book. Even if you don't, download the Rewire Framework so you can start using it in your world right now. Perfect. We'll make sure we put that in the show notes so everyone can get access to that. But your mindset, your skill set, and your network is what matters for you to be successful as the entrepreneur. Allow your network in your home. Allow your mindset to be one of abundance, one of pre being present, one of fulfillment in the home so you can thrive as an entrepreneur. David, we really appreciate you joining us today and we thank you for your time and your, your knowledge and the, the information that you shared with us today. Thanks for letting me come play. No, yeah. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of Strong Business, Stronger Marriage. Be sure to click subscribe right now. And we would love it if you could do us a quick favor. Please rate and review our podcast. This will help other entrepreneurs who want to strengthen their marriage and business find our content. To schedule a call, go to ourfamilystrong.best 
and join us on the inside at our free Facebook group, Strong Business, Stronger Marriage. Join us next time on Strong Business, Stronger Marriage.